Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside, inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens defeat the Saints 27-13 on Monday Night Football. They've won three straight, four out of five. They have a bye this week and then take on the Panthers the following week. And let's go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. We're joined by our friend Ray Rice, former Ravens running back. And Ray, uh, you must have loved watching, especially the second half Monday night, as the Ravens ran for, what, a buck 30-plus in the second half and a buck 88 for the game. Man, pack your run game and your defense. Uh, <laughs> now, it's a great... I mean, we've been talking for weeks, and I, I kind of just been saying the same thing, but in different ways, kind of like play calling, you know, mixing it up. Yeah. But one thing I'm consistent about is you see all the things that they go through. If they hit stride, you know, like I said, I'd rather them be going through that stuff early. Because right now, I mean, it's early, but, I mean, the AFC is – if, if Josh Allen ain't right, yeah, you know, um, it's up for grabs, man. And I think, you know, obviously win the division, don't get too far ahead, and you get guys back healthy now with a bye week, man, it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty amazing. Ray, I, I'm sure any running back would love to play in this Greg Roman offense, love to play beside Lamar Jackson. And while the accuracy has been a little sketchy recently, what he does for the run game is so invaluable. How much easier does Lamar make the running backs job? You can't load the box. You can't load the box at all. I mean, that loading the box is the extra spy for Lamar. So, I mean, whereas in a typical defense, that extra guy is the running backs guy. But, you know, with Lamar, you know, being the threat of pulling that ball, I mean, you have to play it honest. I mean, and, you know, and that's not to take away from any of the running back skill set. Like, I love watching Kenyon Drake. Like, I mean, journeyman, but I, I kind of remember his college days with that loaded backfield. And somehow he's always, you know, emerged amongst a lot of talent. And he's proven his worth. I mean, what a great pickup for us. 
Ray, was there any part of you watching that game, being a run game aficionado that was kind of waiting for more Taysom Hill? I, I thought that they would embrace that a little bit more, show that to the Ravens a little bit more, especially with a, a new sort of linebacking core, right, with Roquan just getting there and those guys just figuring out communication and try to stress the Ravens a little bit at their own game with some of those option looks. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. I wouldn't try that versus Baltimore based off the simple fact you see the best at it every day in practice. You know, um, the, the gun-run game is what is what we're really good at. So um, to come in there and try to, you know, kind of bully us mm-hmm. in our own game, um, I wouldn't think that would be a smart game plan. But um, Taysom Hill is definitely, a, you know, a jack-of-all-trades. And um, – but I wouldn't do that versus our defense, um, even with adding Roquan Smith. And, I, you know, another great addition just to see him flying around. Yeah. You know, um, what it looked like for, for us, though, I mean, you look at the football game, it looked like we looked like a team that had 10 days rest. Mm. You know, we looked like we had fresh legs. We looked like, you know, I mean, look at what Deshaun Jackson burning down the field, you know, and but he we we look like a team that were was prepared, and um, when you get ten days of rest, I mean that's a that's a bye week, you know. Um, that's the benefit of playing on a Thursday when you win, and you know we just look like a fresh team out there. And it's hard to use the word fresh, but we look we 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 sure look like we had you know the legs up under us, and you know playing indoor with no climate. And um, quite frankly, that's the place where we won the Super Bowl. So I think it was a very spirited, you know, spirited out for us. We're talking to Ray Rice inside access here on the fan. Jason brought up Roquan Smith, and you saw those back-to-back plays early in the game where he tackled Alvin Kamara on, on second and third and short. What did you think of his addition? What did you see uh, Monday night? Uh, lights out. I mean, he's by far, I mean, I, I loved him in Chicago. I'm just ha- I'm happy he's on our side now. He's a guy that not only could he cover, I think when you talk about the culture of the Baltimore Ravens without putting comparisons and all those expectations on him, he really just fits the mold. He fits the mold on what it is to be a linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens defense. Ray, what about the front seven in general? Justin Houston, he looks like a 23-year-old, not a 33-year-old. And the defensive line has been great in addition to Queen and Roquan Smith. What what do you think the potential is for this front seven in the second half? I think when you have a Justin Houston, a Calais Campbell, guys that are fighting, you know, for that ultimate goal, I mean, when they're playing like that, and you can't be a young guy and 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 not raise your bar. These are guys that you watch. I mean, I remember sitting in the locker room and then you marvel at like, dang man, like seeing Willis break off a run. I'm like, dang, I watched him do this in college. Like, so I mean, but being right there, right next to it, you have to raise your bar. That's the advantage of having veterans that still can go at a high level. Like you think our young receivers watch watching Deshaun 
Jackson in practice ain't ain't wild by it's still you know Deshaun Jackson and he's still the same guy you know like so you respect that about the guy and I think that when they go out there and they preparing they see it week in and week out how these guys just put their bodies and prepare you know for a game on Sunday you know and uh, I, I know that feeling all too well. And it's just great to see when when you get to see those veteran guys turning up the way they do, you know. Um, I, I love it. Like I mean, no, no, no knock on the young guys, but it's like, man, those, those guys got it. And not only do they got it, they still got it at a high level. So Ray, as a fan, as someone in the media, we're gonna sit back here and we're looking at the schedule the rest of the year because it's what you do with the buy, and. You, you're going to look and say, wow, they're going to be the favorite in pretty much every game and maybe by a wide margin. And a lot of these teams they're facing don't seem to be doing that well right now. I mean, can, are players immune to that? I mean, they can't be, right? Like, I mean, you can't go out in this town and not hear somebody talking about it or somebody in their family bringing it up. Like, hey, look at look at their schedule the rest of the way. You you guys should win every game. Um. Me being on the other side now, I did that, but I'm not sure they should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to, right? Because it's like, I, listen, man, we on we on the air, right? So it's like yeah. you, we can say it, but I I think as a player, you go week by week. You can't look too far ahead. But it does look on the schedule like the toughest part of their schedule is behind them. Yeah, you know, and that's for us to you know analyze. I, I think I know what's being said. I mean, I know Coach Harv. It's it's every week my mentality, even coaching youth football, right? We just trying to go one and zero every week. If those wins stack up towards the end of the year, I mean, we're playing for a championship this weekend. But every week we just tried to go one and zero. So I tried to instill that in the kids. But oh, as oh. a coach, you do look at you do look at the schedule and see who's who and what's what. Ray, last thing for you. Uh, in your opinion, they, they got the bye this week. Is the bye coming at a perfect time for them? And how did you handle the bye week when you played? Uh, I mean, I won't be doing no atv on the bye. But, <laughs> I yeah. mean, no, nah, it definitely came at the right time. If you look at it, you get Roquan Smith a whole week now to get caught up. I mean, you get Deshaun Jackson another week to get caught up. I mean, those are the guys like when the back the back half of the season, you go with what you you're going with what you have. There's no such trade deadlines over. There's no more interruptions right now. So now you can get locked and loaded and say, This is what we have. This is where we are. And like I said, you always, you know, you, you want to do the smart thing. I used to always just try to take care of my body, go see my family, or try to catch a high school game or something back home. But yeah, needless to say, um, my recommendation is, you know, don't go. Do the most. Less is more. Yeah. Because you got a whole you got a whole off season to, you know, enjoy yourself. So um, my my advice will always be less is more at this point. You know, take care of your bodies. You got some lingering injuries. Get them taken care of, and you know, let's go. Let's get ready for the back half. Ray Rice, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk next week. My pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Inside Access here on a Wednesday. We come back. Uh, Jeff Saturday has met with the media. We'll hear some of that next. It's League at Large here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman.
the fan. Inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. The league at large. Brought to you by Valor Home. If you're in need of a new roof, siding, or windows, get 50% off all roofing and siding materials. Buy two windows and get one free. Plus, make no payments until 2024. Call 833-83-VALOR or online at ValorHome.com. 1057 The Fan. Meetings. I I can't tell you how many meetings. uh, I feel like every time I stand up and go to the door to say goodbye to somebody, I have someone else walking in. Uh, learned a lot about new apps on my phone and on the and on the uh, tablet that uh, getting accustomed to. I mean, just the just the um, you know the typical day of getting to know people, getting to know the staff, meeting with meeting with both staffs, uh, or all three phases, and you know trying to formulate you know the best way that I can help and support them. That's Jeff Saturday, new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, talking about what the last 48 hours have been like for him, Jason. Is this real? I mean, like, yeah, come on, man. You. Like, come on, man. It's a Wednesday night. They're playing a football game that counts in the standings in 72 hours. What planet am I on? Hey, he's learning apps, Jason. He's busy. He's hard at work. But it's good that he doesn't know analytics. That oh, yeah. Not yeah, then, to. yeah uh, he'd have, then he'd have the fear in him. He'd have mm. the fear of the geeks. Mm-hmm. And this guy's a winner. He doesn't fear the geeks. No. This thing is a, like just let me hear it. Let me hear all of this. Like this is well, just, we got we got one more. This is just garbage. Jeff Saturday, what is your message to the team? I told him this morning, man, I, you know, I don't pretend to be the a smartest coach. guy in the room. <laughs> My job here is to support that staff to make our players be the best. And whatever I can do, whatever I'm asked to do, I'm glad to help. What can I do to take something off of you to make you the best coach you can be? And and uh, I've done that in everything I've ever done in my life. I'm not, you know, that's that's no different. So um, from from my role, the, these guys know that's that's my focus for players, for coaches, for the staff in general. What can I do to alleviate as much pressure as possible? I can take all the shots, and, and uh, hopefully they can do their jobs freely and, and <laughs> few as distractions as possible oh, yeah, no and let them go uh, go play good football. You're Sorry, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to talk over He's him, a human. You are the distraction. The, the, well, the, the team has become a, the ultimate distraction. They're a sideshow. And he's ring number one. I mean, he's the ringleader. Like, him allowing himself, like... Jeff Saturday convincing himself that this is good for Jeff Saturday. This is good for the Colts. Like, this is good for his career. This is good for these men who've been busting their ass 20 hours a day trying to turn this thing around. Who he, bro, you're their boss. You're not brought in as an assistant offensive line coach to help support the center. No, they answer to you. This is how can he think this is going to work? And that's my biggest question because looking at it from his perspective, it's got to be selfish reasons. But what's the benefit here? He thinks he's gonna. He's he. His ego is clearly big enough to believe that this is going to work, and he's now an NFL head coach. Let me ask you a question. and, And I don't know the answer to this, but is it possible that he's so close with Jim Irsay 
that Ursay convinced him to do this and he's taking the bullet for Ursay. Like that that he doesn't believe he can be a, that that like Ursay is like I, I need you to do this. I for need me. you to help me tank. Yes. Do you, do, is that possible? Isn't that self sabotaging? Yeah. Though? Like, I, but I, he, like he's going to make some extra money and goes back to how TV much next year for eight games. I mean, this guy's already was a highly paid NFL player. He has an established media career. Again, maybe he's close with Ursay. He, I mean, I'm, even if he's close with Ursay. He's part of history that's not good history. He's the first guy to uh, get yeah. an NFL head coaching gig with no experience since Norm Van Brocklin in 1960. And also, like, be a little more self-aware. Like, what do you think Reggie Wayne's thinking right yeah. now? Like, what do you think about the Legion? Like, we're at a time where there's an ongoing lawsuit that the NFL is trying to keep out of the courts and keep in arbitration, right? Brought by Brian Flores about precisely why guys who look lost certain way get all the favors, all the accord, all the jobs, even when they don't deserve it, and we can't get established winning coaches across the goal line to be coordinators enough, let alone head coaches. And Jeff Saturday, who five minutes ago was talking about this stuff for a living on ESPN, now is like, yeah, man, I'll do it. Sure. Nah, we got this. You're not a complete jackass owner, and I'm not a complete jackass head coach, and yeah, right, whatever. Can you you watch Get Up? Are yes, they, I do. Are they tiptoeing around this? So, they... so what they do is they what they say is that they love Jeff Saturday the person, but they have problems with the hire, obviously, sure. and they think this thing's an absolute mess. But they're but they're rooting for Jeff Saturday the person because they like Jeff Saturday the person. My read, and I don't know, but my read is that. He seems like a well-liked guy. Sure. Um, but I just wonder, to me, and again, I'm just speculating. I don't know. I feel like he's he's doing a favor for his friend, the owner. Stone is probably the most well-liked guy in this business, right? Yes. Like, Definitely. That... That doesn't get him a head coach gig in the end. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why Jeff Saturday would do it, even in your um, scenario, Ken. It's like, all right, dude, we're going to push you in front of a tractor trailer because he said he's going to take all the shots, but I, I, it's a clown show. Why, why would you want to get on the Titanic? You have a lot of stories to tell later. That's for damn sure. Yeah, well. <laughs> let's let's move on to teams teams of uh, varying degrees of relevance. One of them being the Denver Broncos, who head to Tennessee to take on the Titans this Sunday. And Russell Wilson talked about what he can do better the second half of the season. Well, we got to find more touchdowns. I mean, that's just the name of the game, you know. Uh, we can find more touchdowns here and there. I think there's some opportunities for us. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest part of it all. And he finished with Broncos Country. Let's ride. Did he? I'm sure no. he did. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> he, he has brought it back. <laughs> I guarantee he did. Do you expect the second half of the season, Jason, to be better than the first for the Broncos? They have traded Bradley Chubb. I n- better. I don't know. I mean, maybe they win a game or two more, but it's not going to be anything relevant. It's not going to be enough to keep them, or put them into a playoff position. I, I just the I, I don't buy the offense and the defense got rid of. One of his best players. Whenever we ask this question, Jason, you know, it can't get worse or say it can't get worse, but, you know, it can. I I would have to think it can't be as bad. Russell Wilson can't be this bad for a 17-game season, right? Like, If he's can, done, he can. I, I guess, but, like, what is he, 33, 34? I, 
I mean, Jason, you're co- like he can't be this bad for 17 games, right? Maybe he is. And I get I don't it's know, not man. All him. I don't, it's the tackle it. play is poor. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They don't really run the ball that well. Hackett's a joke. Is he a one and done? Hackett? Yes. Yes. Inside access here on a beautiful hump day Wednesday in the Charm City. We come back. Orioles, they made a decision on Jordan Lyles. What was it? We'll tell you next in the hot corner. Inside access with Jason and Ken. Inside access to the Orioles. Brooks, Cal, Men. It's the hot corner with Jason and Ken. Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. Call Home Life Roofing and Remodeling today for your free estimate and to learn more about their $47.99 roof and gutters offer. Visit homeliferoofing.com or call 410-864-0178. T-Bone, the Orioles made a decision today to decline the $11 million option of Jordan Lyles. Surprise? Disappointed? How did you feel when you heard the news? I'm I'm not surprised if he leaves Baltimore. I I would be a little bummed. And if he does leave, aren't they going to be looking for a Jordan Lyles type pitcher? And that's not to say that they're, you know, still won't get a trade with Pablo Lopez or sign a free agent guy, but they're going to want that veteran. They're going to want a guy that eats innings. And you've been saying since jump, Jason, maybe the 11 million too rich for them mm-hmm. and they could come back, sign him to a cheaper number. I just think Jordan Lyles provided a lot for them. You look at his stats, they don't jump off the screen for you, but 179 innings. And with guys like a Wells, a Grayson, a DL Hall, John Means, all of them going to be on innings limits. I, I think there's value in having a Jordan Lyles on this team. So do I. I just think you have to be playing the value game when you and, – and I'm not making – they better spend a lot of money. Yes. I want them to spend a ton of money. Yes. This, But you need to be smart. You need to be prudent. This is not a franchise. Even when they were they – they would tell you we've won the most games in the American League between whatever it was, that 12 five-year and 16, period. 16. And they were between 16th and 10th in payroll. Even then, they were not a team that could easily – slough off a mistake like a Baldo, right? Which a lot of, like, to the Yankees is a line item. That's a mm-hmm. nothing. So, $4 million, $5 million, it's real money. And we'll see. Mike Elias has done a really great job. We're gonna, Jordan Lyles is going to pitch next year, whether it's here or somewhere else. And we're going to know what the salary is, and we'll see. And my guess is, like I said all along, I was thinking 7 or 8 and give him a chance to earn that 11 back through incentives. That might be where it goes. Maybe it's a little more. Maybe it's a little less. I would like him back here, but do you need to lock in to him at 11 before the market even officially opens tomorrow? Personally, I I don't think so, didn't think so, and I'm not surprised by this, and I still think he could end up back here. He likes the park. He likes the environment, and I don't think anybody's going to go out there and give him that 11 that he was hoping to get somewhere else. I, I agree with you, and I'm not surprised that they declined the option, but I would also say this when you talk about the the payroll from 12 to 16 they didn't have anywhere near this type of payroll flexibility they've been dead last in payroll the past couple of years 32 million committed last year and the only money they have currently committed now is john means for under three million dollars so i'm not saying go out and throw reckless money but 
I would say three or four million this year isn't the end of the world. Let right? me ask, let me ask a hypothetical question, and maybe just maybe, and we're talking about payroll flexibility. But instead of bringing back Jordan Lyles, they sign a Zach Eflin, or they sign a Ross Stripling, sure, sure. or they 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 uh, a Nathan Evaldi. So somebody like like to a deal that's. Maybe they give him twelve million. I'm saying, a year. I don't think those guys are coming for what Jordan Lyles is no, likely that's what I'm to saying. get on the open You're paying market. more, but this is the, he said it's liftoff, it's go time. But they might They're, not mean as much that they might not be as good to the, they might not mean as much to this group now that he's been here for a year. And they might not have the same leadership traits. And I, I mean I, I don't know. This guy fits. And I, I asked Elias about this when I talked to him at the last regular season game about the interpersonal dynamic. And everybody thinks you're just run by a macro computer, but like, how much does the human element matter? And he made it pretty clear that it matters more than I think people think it does. So we'll find out. I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know anything about Ross Stripling's personality. I don't know, good guy, bad guy. I don't know if he's a dude who keeps to himself on his non-throwing days, or he's a guy who's helping everybody else. I don't know, but I do know what Jordan Lyles can do. And I think that's probably worth between seven and nine million dollars a year. And as long as they're still spending that extra two million somewhere else, then go ahead and and be a little judicious about this. Again, the market hasn't even officially opened yet. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I, it's that intangible, right? It's the thing you can't. I I think chemistry meant so much for the twenty twenty two Orioles, and while. There were times where we're lamenting the Rugnet Odor experience. He meant a lot to that clubhouse last year. And and I think that's the same for Jordan Lyles, Ken, where you heard a lot of those young pitchers really speak just so highly yeah, of Jordan I get, Lyles. Yeah, I get it. I just wonder, and I've said this to you guys before, They when they signed him, they, they basically said, well, he's not great, yeah. but he eats innings. Well, this year he was... I wouldn't say great, but he was really good any eight innings. And what if that is peak Jordan Lyles and he goes back to what he was before and he's giving you a five-plus ERA, but okay, he's okay in the clubhouse. But, like, that's buying pitching. Like, you so, so you can say that about Ross Stripper, you can say that about any I mean, Sure. Evaldi, I'm old enough to remember him not even being a starting pitcher anymore. It, it's right, and then he bounced sure. back and became Boston's best pitcher. Too. Like, there's so much variance. And, and, but and some of these guys, and yes, you can get a guy and, and he's a dud, but there's some better track records with some of these guys than, say, a Jordan Lyles. I, I completely agree with you, and and I think maybe you get Lyles and you get some of the free agent pitchers, like you're saying, and you go, there's no guarantee that Dean Kramer is that type of guy that he was last year or this year. I think we're a lot more confident, mm-hmm. but are, are you going to catch lightning in a bottle with Austin Voth again, the bullpen? I mean, I, I think you can say that in a lot of instances, and that's why just stockpile pitching, man. One other note for the Orioles. They signed Daz, or they claimed Daz Cameron yeah. uh, from uh, the, the Tigers, who was put on waivers. Daz Cameron, this is another one of those, well, we knew him well once because they drafted him in Houston. Yeah. So Michael Elias drafted him in Houston. He was part of the Verlander trade. Now he's an Oriole. Yeah, look, he, a couple years ago, looked like he was about to really kind of settle into that Tigers outfield, and then it didn't just happen for him. A former top prospect. I think this and the Jake Cave thing have mm. more to do about Austin Hayes' future being, I think he's someone who could be in trade package or not back here one way or the other. And then I think you look at who was playing a lot of 
sort of the underbelly of AAA this year or who was eating a lot of innings when prospects weren't there. And, yeah, Kowser will be there to start next year, but they're going to need some dudes who have major league ability to be called up when people get hurt, right? I think Yusniel Diaz, his days are over. I think DJ Stewart, his days are over. Robert Newstrom, think he, this is a better team now. He's going to have to go to a lesser team to try to find a chance to, to catch on somewhere else. That's where Cave and a Cameron come in. It's also worth noting because we, we thought it was so odd. They went from six, six catchers, catchers to, to two. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That quickly. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I, the other thing, I guess Noah DeNoyer is is Rule 5 eligible. Yeah. So they're, they're either going to have to decide to add him or he's he might be gone. No, I mean, I, I think it would be really kind of bizarre for them not to add him after he was one of the best pitchers in the Arizona Fall League. Like, sure. Yeah, I don't think you. If you I, I get that he's never pitched above really double A, but like you leave him out there, somebody's claiming him in the Rule 5 draft. Inside Access will come back and uh, get the text of the day. Also, preview uh, tomorrow's show and uh, the different people that will be on tomorrow's show. And I guess there's a, a, a very, very fascinating six pack that's coming tomorrow. Also, get you ready for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the Daily Show, or what do you call it, Jason? Baltimore football tonight. That's at BFC. six. That's at six here on the fan. Inside access with Jason Ken. Wyman. The ginger gorilla. Lock and Fora. JLC. It's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Ooh. park. Inside access. 1057 The Fan. Jason, the U.S. announced their World Cup roster tonight. I, I am always interested in Jason Lockett for a World Cup content. Are you happy with the roster? No, nah, I mean, I knew that this jackass would do at least three to f- six things in roster selection three alone. To six. Yeah. Right. And it's not a, it's not the but, biggest roster in the world that I would disagree with. This jackass, who are we referring Greg to? Greg Berhalter. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Greg Barrow. Who was a who was hired because of nepotism and cronyism, not nearly because he was anywhere close to being um the most qualified person for that job when he took over uh at a time when US soccer on the men's side was was bottoming out. Um no, I mean really they struggle to score goals and a lot of my issues with him are particularly with who he's taking and not taking um to play up front. Um there's a couple of his sort of system guys who aren't players nearly the caliber who should be going to a World Cup, but they are because they're Greg's guys. And boy, they get really stuck in. They play hard in MLS every week. And man, they, they, they just, you know, they've overcome stuff and whatever. Like, you know, you, you can't be given somebody like Jordan Morris a spot on a World Cup roster because he overcame a couple of ACLs. I mean, that's great. And, you know, good on you. Keep scoring goals in the good old MLS. But you, you it, it's... But it's a complete. But I'm not surprised. Like I'm not surprised in the least. Um, there's yeah. I mean, I'd say there's f- at least five either omissions or guys he brought that make me scratch my head. But again, as I often say, when you expect almost nothing, it's hard to be disappointed. So I would. He did what I thought he was going to do. You know, he he leaned into some of his guys. Aaron Long, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris. Um, he, he didn't bring Paul Ariola. That's, I guess, a minor surprise. Um, and some of our real informed strikers who he doesn't really like that much, who were scoring in Europe or at least playing regularly in Europe, he didn't bring in. Um, and the best center back, best American center back on the planet right now 
John Anthony Brooks, he, he didn't bring in the entire cycle, and they have like a he's got a personal beef with him. So let me put that ahead of you know trying to win games at the World Cup. Did you say one of the guys' last name was Ariola? He did. Yes, Paul Ariola. I just wanted to clarify yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, I, you, know, you got the Google machine right there. If you don't believe me, go ahead. I, I believe you. Know, you. If you're looking, I mean, if you're looking you're for material guy. tonight on Baltimore football tonight, because well, soccer right. is the real football. Uh, Baltimore you game may, day on BFT yeah. on BFT tonight. Feel free to do a Paul Ariola segment since since you have a juvenile fixation with his I, last name. I, I, I was hey, just hey, clarifying. Hey, I will admit, I my I might looked a little sideways when he yeah, said it as well. I, I, yeah, I don't know. There's only one guy in this he, room that knows who that yeah, guy he, is. He must have had a tough yeah. middle and high school experience. That's all I'm saying. Hey, uh, let's get the text today, Stone. Check one, two. Check. Check. Just like our very own Kim Lyman, text of the day, driven by Oarsman Chevrolet of Baltimore, Oarsman Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Dundalk, home of the Oarsman Promise, lifetime vehicle coverage. Guys, we talked about Greg Roman plenty throughout this show, and today's text is pretty simple, and I tend to agree with it. I've never seen a coach that fans flip-flop more on than Greg Roman. One week we love him, one week we hate him. It's funny, though. The fans don't seem to flip-flop on Roman. They always hate him. I would say 2019. Oh, well, when he was, I mean, what, wasn't he uh, coordinator, <laughs> coordinator of the year? Of the year. Yeah. 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 But then, of course, it was his fault that they lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Of course. Uh, tomorrow's show, a very special show there, T-Bone. <laughs> yeah, you won't be here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to have Ryan Ripken, who it's a new weekly with him now that baseball's done. Yes. Unfortunately, Bordy and Jim, which we'll talk to them during the offseason. Uh, Ryan Ripken, he's going to be at 2.30 every Thursday. Brian Baldinger, we'll talk film with him. Lucy Burge, we'll talk, Burge. We'll talk whatever the heck we want to uh, talk I'll about. NBA. I'll miss all of that. And you got a very special six-pack, right? And Doug Farrar as well. A special yeah, six-pack, six yes. biggest mistakes you're likely to make while in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be housed by this time tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be, well, you'll be you rocked. It's 4.50 Nashville time. Yeah, you'll be well, you rocked. Said what time is your flight land? 10.30? Yeah, yeah 10? we get in at 10.30 tomorrow morning. When's your first drink? At the airport? Nah, I won't huh? do that. I won't Bloody do Mary? That. I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. Why not? I just don't What's like What's wrong it? with you? I'm not yeah. huge on it. And oh, I like V8. Good Bloody Mary. Yeah. It's nice. I like V8. You got to get it with Clamato. I don't know what that is. I, 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 saw a, I had Clamato. I, I saw a doctor. He got yeah, rid of it. that's what I was thinking. Uh, Google Paul Areola <laughs> and Clamato yeah, juice. Yeah. You don't uh, want them in the I same room. They call them. They, they make I, them in Canada with Clamato juice instead of tomato juice, and they call them Bloody Caesars. Yeah. Oh. All that's true. I, you can I, Google I, that too, Bone. I'm, I'm, I, here you go. I'm producing all of BFT we're, tonight. We're, we're on a work computer. BFT is basically going to become the after show for IA. BFT. Yeah, I'll probably, it'll be most likely afternoon. Mm-hmm. The afternoon will be my first. Or are beverage. you still making him come on BFT tomorrow night? Boy, you want to know something? I, I just realized this. The other, there's a Terps game tomorrow. No BFT. So I'm, I'm no blown. I'm no blown no. tomorrow. So it'll have to be next week. Well, you we'll should, you should go week, out on a date or something tomorrow. Night. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Go see some. Text somebody to watch that terrible Thursday night game with you. Oh yeah, who is it? Carolina, 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 and Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, well, that's it for us. Baltimore game day uncensored. The Daily Show. Coming up next, we'll talk to you tomorrow, too, here on The Fan.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.